0: Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. Hi, Craig. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Paddits. In this episode, we have a class in session, and we figured it was time we talk about Formula Two. What is Formula Two? How does the car work? Who even drives in that? Where can I watch it? These are all valid questions, but don't worry, we have those answers coming to you. This lesson will be with Hannah, Amy, Leanne, and myself, Chelsea. And we're going to pass it off to Hannah to tell us what Formula 2 is.
1: F2 is the second highest category of open wheel motorsports and actually serves as a feeder series for F1. It was designed to be a training ground for F1 for young drivers 17 and up. It was formerly known as the GP2 series and was actually renamed in 2017. It has also produced talent for F1 like Charles Leclerc, George Russell, Lando Norris, Alex Albon, Nicholas Latifi, Mick Schumacher, and many more. All making the step up of former F2 drivers paving the way to F1. Formula 2 has a total of 11 teams and each team has 22 drivers. F2 races take place on the same tracks as F1 cars. 2023 marks the seventh year since the Formula 2 series began. Now, we talked about what F2 briefly is. Let's go ahead and talk about what the car is. So, in F2, essentially all the cars are the same as they are a spec series. From the chassis built by Italian race car manufacturer, Dallera, to the gearbox built by English manufacturer, Huland fuel and lubricant are provided by elf this is to showcase the driver's true skill set behind the wheel rather than the abilities of the racing teams to be able to build superior cars since 2018 they have ran the f2 2018 chassis the teams can change their car setup to optimum performance for the drivers but essentially they all have the same equipment This is, like mentioned before, to showcase the driver's skill capabilities and really train them on how that works. So F2 cars weigh about 755 kilograms, coming out to be about 1,600 pounds, a little bit more with the drivers, meaning they are slightly lighter when they don't have the drivers in there. Now let's talk about the specs of what an F2 car is. So F2 cars are about 620 horsepower and or for European folks, 746 kilowatts per se. Top speed for an F2 car is less than 200 miles per an hour. And the power base is a mechachrome assembled 3.4 liter turbocharged V6. Known fact is F2 is one of the only series that uses turbocharges. And um, some key speeds in the F2 and what they look like, so you can kind of compare, is the acceleration from zero to 100 kilometers slash hour is 2.90 seconds versus zero to 200 kilometers slash an hour is 6.60 seconds. The safety standards follow the full FIA F1 2017 safety standards with the titanium halo F1 specification. Now I pulled this directly from the FIA F2 sporting handbook so I didn't butcher this to be honest. So let's go ahead and dive into this. So DRS. The drivers are able to use Drag Reduction System, aka DRS, as they wish within the designated DRS zones during free practice and qualifying. During both races, however, the drivers will only be allowed to activate DRS within the designated zones when they are within less than a second of the car in front at the detection zone. During the race, the DRS is available for use after two laps unless decided otherwise by the race director due to poor weather conditions or yellow flags in the designated DRS zones. The same safety rules apply. The DRS is disabled at the end of the designated zones, and the first time the driver uses the brakes after activation, no individual developments or upgrades are permitted in the series and all spare parts must be purchased directly from the F2 Championship organizers. Repairs of the structural components must be carried out by DOLARA in order to ensure integrity and keeping DRS and the chassis and everything the same. Now that we talked about the car, let's dive into what the weekend schedule looks like.
0: So the weekend schedule format is a little different from what you currently know in F1. F2 is always a multi-race format. It has an additional sprint race every race weekend and it's meant to test overtaking abilities and racecraft for the drivers. They also have tire regulations that they have to adhere to. So, each driver is allocated 5 sets of dry weather tires per weekend. They have 3 prime specification sets and 2 of the option specification. Each driver also has 3 sets of wet weather tires. On Friday, we have one practice session for 45 minutes. And then it's time for a 30-minute quali, and this sets the grid for Sunday's big race. On Saturday, this is our sprint race. So drivers have to race a distance of 120 kilometers, so about 75 miles for us Americans, or 45 minutes, whichever condition is met first, with exceptions for some tracks, like that of Monaco, where the distance is 100 kilometers to finish the race. The starting grid of Saturday's sprint race will be determined by reversing the top 10 finishers of Friday's qualifying session results. Now the top 8 drivers will be awarded points. Sounds familiar. First position is awarded a maximum of 10 points and then 8, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 until 0 points for the rest of the grid. One point will be awarded to the driver who sets the fastest lap in each race but they have to be in the top 10 at the end of the race to keep that point. Now Sunday is our big race day And they either race a distance of 170 kilometers, or again, 205 miles for us Americans, or 60 minutes, whichever comes first. They have one mandatory pit stop, and the fastest driver gets the point if they're in the top 10 finishing.
1: For the Sunday race, the top 10 finishers will score points like the sprint race, but a little bit different from first getting 25 points then working downwards from 18 to 15 12 10 8 6 4 2 and 10th place getting one point now a fun fact on quality day for the person who takes pole will be rewarded two points as well and then also same like Chelsea said for fastest lap and etc
2: now, well, I've given you a little bit of background on what Formula 2 is and what their weekend looks like. Let's get into teams and their respective drivers. Now, I'm going to go through the teams. I'm starting off with my favorites in no very particular order. Um, we start off with MP Motorsport, and that has Dennis Hauger, who's a junior team, uh, Red Bull Junior Team driver. He is in P9 with 82 points, and then his co-driver or teammate is Jehan Daruvula, who is a former Red Bull Junior team member. He's in P12 with 53 points. We move on to Rodden Carlin with Zane Maloney and Enzo Fittipaldi. Zayn is in P10 with 78 points and he is a Red Bull Junior team member. And Enzo is related to Marston Fittipaldi, who is a two-time F1 champion, and he is sitting in P7 with 98 points. Moving on, we have ART Grand Prix with Teo Porcher, who's in P1 with 168 points. And he is actually Alfa Romeo's test and reserve driver. And then Victor Victor Martins, who is his teammate, who's in P5 with 120 points, who is an Alpine Academy driver, for those who don't know. We've got Prema Racing, who has Frederick Vesti, who is a Ferrari Driver Academy and P2 with 156 points, and Oliver Ollie Bierman in P6 with 102 points, who is also uh, a Ferrari Academy Driver. We have Tech Plus plus eight, which has Jack Crawford in P13, 39 points, and Isaac Hadjar in P15 with 39 points. Got Doms, which has Ayuma Iwazawa in P3 with 134 points, and Arthur Leclerc in P14 with 39 points. Then we have Trident Racing, which has Roman Stink and Clement Novolak. Roman is in P17 with 13 points, and Clement is in P19 with 2 points. Some people may know who Clem is. If you are a Screaming Meals fan, that's probably where you've heard him. I'm forever a Clem Girly. Chelsea is going to finish out the rest of the drivers and teams on the grid before we circle on to the team's shakeout and standing.
0: Next, we have Invicta Vertosi Racing with Jack Duhin, Alpine's current reserve driver. And he's actually P4 with 130 points. Next, we have Omri Cordell. He currently has zero points and is P21. Next, we have PHM Racing by Charos with roy Nissany, who is currently p20 with zero points and joshua mason who is p23 with zero points next we have van ammerfoot racing with richard Vershow, who is currently p8 with 84 points and we have juan manuel corral who is p18 with 12 points we are big fans here in pgp for him And last, we have Campos Racing with Kush Bainey, who is P11 at 56 points, and Ralph Boshung, who is P16 with 35 points.
2: Now, as Chelsea mentioned, Joshua um, is currently in P23. He actually is, like, brand new to the F2 grid. He replaced American driver Brad Benvenides. Benvenides, who's actually from Fort Lauderdale, um, this came out on July 27th that Joshua's going to be coming in. He's like super new to the grid, which is why he's quite so low right now, but I'm really excited to see what the season brings for him. Now I'm going to go through the team standing so far this season where everybody's lined up and kind of just give you the lay of the land. So P1 with 288 points, we have ART Grand Prix. 2 with 258 points. We have Prema Racing. P3 with 178 points. We have Rodden Carlin. P4 with 173 points. Dums. Uh, P5 with 135 points. We have MP Motorsport. P6 with 130 points. Invicta Virtuosi Racing. P... Seven with 96 points, we have Van Ammerfoot Racing. P8 with 91 points, Compost Racing. P9 with 78 points, High Tech Plus 8. P10 with 15 points, we've got Trident. And then P11 with zero points is PHM Racing. And now with that we know a little
0: bit about the teams, who's driving, and what F2 is, let's compare it to something we know a little bit too much about on this podcast. F1. We figured comparing it would make it a little easier for our listeners to get an idea of what F2 kind of is like when you're watching it. So speaking about watching, the first thing I'm going to talk about is their popularity. Now obviously F1 is way more widely watched and followed than F2, but the races are broadcasted in over 200 countries, so of course it's going to attract millions of viewers around the world. Don't worry though, F2 has its dedicated fan base, including a few of us. And to be honest, I see it growing pretty steadily, especially with social media now. Of course, we do have to note that F1 is what many call the pinnacle of motorsports, but F2 does create a solid amount of legends that join the grid. So I think it's something fun to keep an eye on. So.
1: One of the key differences between F1 and other formula racing series is the level of technology and engineering that goes into the cars. F1 cars are some of the most advanced and sophisticated racing machines in the world, aka, like Chelsea said, the pinnacle of motorsports. With a range of high-tech features such as the Kinetic Energy Recovery Systems, also known as KERS turbochargers, and active suspension systems. The F1 cars also feature advanced aerodynamics and are designed to generate high levels of downforce, which allows them to take corners at higher speeds. F1 cars also feature advanced aerodynamics, which allow them to generate downforce and maintain better grip at higher speeds. The cars also feature advanced aerodynamics that are designed to generate less downforce than the F1 counterparts. They also feature simpler aerodynamics than F1 cars, which allows for closer racing and more overtaking opportunities. Now, with that, while a lot of the ideas for technology and aerodynamics are adopted down to F2 and F3 from the F1 series, they aren't highly used due to cost caps and keeping a same spec for all dynamics, um, since it is a same spec series, versus F1s have a little bit more leeway to create and define their own cars.
2: Now, as Chelsea mentioned previously, F2 is not as highly watched by everybody. So if you do want to watch an F2 race, you can actually watch it on the F1 TV app. And also you can get it on ESPN. You've got ESPN Plus. You can actually watch races. I think it's always fun to just watch them. Sometimes they're before an F1 race, so you can just turn it into a weekend full of complete intermotor sports, which is always a little fun if you ask me. Now we do see a lot of similarities. Like Hannah mentioned, F2 does have the ability to use DRS, which F2 adopted in 2015, and they use the exact same activation points that F1 uses at each of the tracks. One of the closest similarities between F1 and F2 is the tires that they use. They're all manufactured by Pirelli, of course, though the F2 tire while close, it doesn't offer the same level of grip as an F1 tire, which you'll always notice the boys complaining about, and for anybody who's a Screaming Males fan like myself, you've definitely heard the boys talk about all the tire egg issues. The F2 tire also is a little bit different because they use an 18-inch diameter rim, but F1, in the 2022 regulations, they move from using a 13-inch diameter rim to using an 18-inch rim, meaning Both series use even more similar tires than they used to, though they do differ in the makeup of the tire itself. And anybody who's listened to our previous episodes, you've heard me talk about how I love the sound of a good engine. One of the things that I noticed pretty quickly when I started watching F2 is that you can quite literally hear the engine sound different from an F1 car. Granted, this is due to the engines being different, as Hannah mentioned, f2 all use the same engines whereas f1 cars are from different manufacturers they've also got different levels of power than the one that goes into an f car f2 car f1 cars are much more powerful f2 cars only get about a thousand horsepower the top race speed for an f1 car as hannah mentioned is over 230 miles an hour so If anybody's like me and has oddly sensitive ears or a music background you'll probably notice the difference just by listening to the cars go around the track which for me is just kind of a fun little tidbit to pick up on yeah
0: and honestly speaking of fun tidbits we got a lot of fun info for you now one of the first things i really wanted to point out was what f2 does for f1 drivers now F2 is like the pathway to Formula One, and they do this with super license points. For many, the point of joining F2 is to kind of continue that journey in motorsports. And how they do this is along the races when they're competing, they'll earn credits or points that will add up and allow them to qualify as a skilled enough driver. You don't see this, but I'm doing air quotes, I don't know why. And that will help them compete in F1. So, For the FIA Formula 2 Championship, there are license points awarded based on your position at the end of the season.
1: And while we talked about the pathway from Formula 2 to Formula 1, I recently found out about something, and it's a docuseries that was first launched in January of 2020. Formula 2's first ever docuseries called Chasing the Dream, where it brings fans right into the heart of the junior racing series. With unprecedented behind-the-scenes access that you actually don't necessarily see in Drive to Survive, the series acts as though they are a fly-on-the-wall format that allows the championship's brightest talents and us to see their stories, showcasing the drivers and the teams that kind of bring the paddock to life, per se. For 2023, Chasing the Dreams cameras will actually allow more access than ever before following the season as it unfolds. Episodes are actually released every Wednesday following a race weekend, and all episodes are available to watch on the official F1 YouTube and F1 TV. And they're actually currently on season five. Fun fact. Um, so you have a lot that you can kind of catch up on. And I'm currently on episode two, so I'll let you know how I like as I go on.
0: And I will be happy to include that in the show notes for any listeners that are listening. Because I got to episode one last night. It was a good one. Really recommend it, especially if you're learning about F2. Because, you know, you kind of, it's kind of comparable to DTS, just less budget. However, you can also follow the sport by checking out their social media or their websites. So we have Twitter, we have Facebook, they have each team and driver, most of them have their own personal website that kind of keeps you up to date with the races and their scoring. So it's pretty easy, you just search up Formula 2, that seems to be their main tag on almost every social media that I was able to find. And the drivers are of course also on social media, especially Instagram and TikTok, they're pretty young. And it's a great way to know the grid. Also you'll get to see behind the scenes and you get to see into like the paddocks, the garages, the workouts, the race weekends. It's really just kind of fun to keep up with it, especially if you're trying to figure
2: out like who these teams are and who these drivers are and everything that's going on. Well, this is one of the reasons that I love that we do this podcast because I did not know that there was a docuseries. So I cannot wait to start watching this because feel like I need to know more. I've followed it along recently, but I don't know stuff from the past, so that'll be kind of fun to go back and learn about. Now, to continue on with learning about a little more behind the scenes of F2, I highly recommend, as I've mentioned before, that you check out Screaming Wheels Podcast. They are actually all run by either current or former F2 drivers. So we've got Clement Novelak, who's a current F2 driver on the grid. We have also Callum Eilat will occasionally make an appearance. He's an in IndyCar now, but he is a former F2 driver. And then Marcus Armstrong, who is also now currently in IndyCar, is a former F2 driver. And I just highly recommend it. They've done episodes with J.M. Correa and Jack Crawford. And I think it's a fantastic way to just learn a little bit more about the drivers' histories, really see their personalities come through. It's also just a really good laugh if you need a giggle. I highly recommend it. If you want some really good F2 photos or just Formula One photos in general, I highly recommend that you follow the Park Fermi account on IG. They are a, technically a creative agency and a lifestyle brand, but they have a lot of really good shots of the drivers on the grid and their garages while they're racing. It's just fantastic and I love when I get to see their content come up, but they've recently been spending a lot of time on the F2 paddock and with the team. So they've just got a lot of good content. If you are someone like me who loves looking at pictures of race cars and drivers.
1: Now, going into our pre-outro, we want to highlight a fun fact of the day about Formula 2. So our fun fact is actually a quick history lesson slash no to. So Formula 2 originally was first known as Formula B and was created in 1948 as a smaller and cheaper race series before becoming GP2 to the now F2 series it is today. That's another Motorsports in the Books for us. I cannot wait to talk more F2 in the future, like Season 2 for us at PGP. What would you like to hear from us regarding F2 next season? Let us know on our socials everywhere. We are at Paddock Girls Podcast, except for Twitter. There you can find us at Paddock Girls Pod. And also, don't forget to share, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whichever you choose. The countdown to Lights Out continues 23 days to go. Thank you so much for joining us in the paddock. See you next time.
2: Bye, Craig. Bye, Gregory. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig. Bye, Craig.